Good evening, fight fans. It's the Rattleagin Broadcasting Network Alternative Commentary. Tonight, we are doing uh, Oscar Valdez versus Adam Lopez because Mr. Gutierrez, boy, did he miss weight. <laughs> oh, doggy. And Carl, uh, uh, Carl Frampton versus McCreary. Uh, Tyler McCreary. Both... Uh, we have a featherweight and a super featherweight match here, both at 10 rounds apiece on ESPN Plus, brought to you by Top Rank. I'm your host, the Mandated Reporter, and frankly, I'm losing my voice, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And joining me again, as he did last month, oh so graciously, it's from uh, Boxing and Brews, Mr. John Wall. How you doing, sir? I'm great, Mark. Hello, fight fans, fight family. Uh, good night of boxing, some elite fighters tonight, man. So it should be a good night of fights. Well, you know, before the missed weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a second as uh, Carl Frampton starts his walk to the ring. So uh, this undercard, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but uh, if, you, if you haven't, man, they lit it up. There was one KO after another. Um, and there were two decisions, but that last decision, in my opinion, humble as it is, was Roadhouse. Uh, you talking about the um, Adamus? Yeah, Tashera Adamus, but uh, Patrick Tashera, what a unanimous decision against Carlos Adamus. It was a knockdown, I believe, in the seventh round that put him over the top. Apparently, Adamus had never been knocked down before, and he looked it. He looked positively flabbergasted. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. Uh, I, but I, I will say I, I'm kind of with you. Up until that point, I feel like he was he should have been well ahead on those cards. He was winning that fight um, until he started losing it. I feel like he did lose the latter half of that fight. But for the most part, I felt like Adamus did what he was supposed to do. And, you know, Tashira was a game. He was game from the get-go. Yeah, Tashira's face looked like it went through the cheese grater. But yes, the, for sure. But that didn't seem to stop him. He was like, "Man, who get? I get cut all yeah. the time. What difference does it make?" Um, yeah, I've, I've seen to cheer. He's 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 he'll he's hard to get out of there. Sure, he was game. He uh, and you know what? Good on him, man. Now he's whatever title that was, <laughs> double <Yeah>. bo, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. As I said to my son, I'm pretty sure he has a title and and it's vacated. It's both. Uh, yeah, I, when he won it, I went to my head. I said, "Wait." How does he have one? So I had to go through the champions in my head real quick and say, oh, okay. It's one of those belts. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real rip through the card here. Andy uh, Hirakoa had a TKO in, um, in the second round against Rogelio Cesares. Uh, Guido Vianello had a first round KO of Colby Madison. 44 yes. seconds. E yeah. Good God. Uh, yeah. Larry Gomez uh, had a split decision. Against Brian Mendoza, that was that was kind of a firefight. Xander Zayas had a second round TKO over Virgin Winfield, who I think wants to do a different career now. He looked like he, was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he looked like he wanted to do something else in life. Yes, for sure. Uh, and then the aforementioned Teixeira versus Adamez. Um, all right, so tell me in fifty words or less as we as this fight starts to get underway, what do you expect here in this first round? We're going to do both fights tonight. Uh, both Carl Frampton and uh, uh, Tyler McCreary, and then we'll do the Oscar Valdez versus 
Adam Lopez. So let's start with Frampton McCreary. Yeah, I expect Frampton to come forward, throw a lot of punches. Um, McCreary is a boxer in the truest sense of the form. He keeps that right hand close to the chin. He's going to block those lefts coming from Frampton. It should be a good fight. Um, If Frampton can put together some punches, um, stay out of trouble, he should win on the cards. I am not calling for a knockout. I don't see that happening. Um, but I do see Frampton trying to put together a showcase. Um, you know how top rank is. They want He moved up. He's trying to go for Jamal Herring. There's a lot of names at that 130 pound, at 130, 130 pounds. So Frampton, to get those names, he's going to have to show me something tonight. And if he can show me something against McCurry, well, then by all means, get one of those bigger names at 130. All right. And here we go with round one. Fighters meet in the middle. We see uh, Frampton kind of circling to the outside. What do you? What's the strategy here uh, with McCreary being the taller fighter for Frampton? I think uh, McCreary's going to keep. He's going to stay behind the jab. Um, I, I believe McCreary's going to try to stay tall. He's not going to gate his height against Frampton, um, and he's Frampton's going to try to come in. I, I expect McCreary. To be a counterpuncher tonight, and hopefully he can land the right counterpunch. At least his team is hoping that he can. Frampton went to the body there, and McCurry just shook his head. Nope, sir. Yeah, you have to do better than that. Round one. I don't. I, I expect you know. You know these guys are just filling each other out, trying to figure out what's going to happen. I expect Carl to show his experience and pedigree later. However, McCurry is good. He's athletic. He's twitchy. So you know, well, it's, I think we're in for a good fight. Both fighters are still feeling each other out here. Uh, Frampton comes with that left double jab. He's kind of poking it out there. He scored it that time with it. He kind of faked yeah. with the right and then nailed him with a double jab with the left. And I think that's where McCreary might have some trouble is that Frampton's going to be offensive. You know what I mean? He's going to mm-hmm. know the times of the fight. He's going to know when I need to attack, when I need to show the judges that I'm in control. When I, and if he hurts McCurry, I expect Frampton to jump all over him. But again, early rounds, I expect them just to be filling each other out. Yeah, I would imagine it's going to take a little while for this to really get cooking. Right. And then, I don't know. I mean, um, Frampton moved up in weight. I don't know when the last time he fought 10 rounds, but I'm assuming that this is going to be in his favor, a 10-round fight. He's uh well. He's doing as you said he would do. He's really getting behind that jab, uh, though McCreary has been kind of swatting them away, swatting them away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good triple jab. Kind of backs him into the corner, but then he laid off, and McCreary, McCreary just kind of danced out of the corner there. Yeah. Not many combos from either fighters yet. So until we start seeing three or four punches put together. It's going to be difficult for anyone to make any kind of progress. There we see Frampton throw a couple twos behind those ones. Frampton really utilizing that lead left, but as you said, he's not really following up with good combinations using the right hand. He's just throwing a lot with the left, and occasionally he hits with it, but then there's no, there's no follow-up, and that is the end of round one. 
Yeah, good round for both the fighters, just trying to see what the, each other has. Um, I expect the second round, to uh, both fighters to start, especially Fenton, I expect them to start trying to set up some punches, at least for the next upcoming rounds, if not the second round. I would say you have to give that one to call Frampton, if nothing else, for activity level. McCreary was very defensive. He was not particularly yeah. offensive. And as the fight started, McCreary was the forward fighter. But if you noticed, not even halfway through, Frampton was walking him down and McCreary was on the back foot. McCreary is going to want to – he's going to be on the back foot most of the fight. That's his style. Um, I just – I don't know what he has in his tool belt that's going to keep Frampton away from him. You know, a rangy, leggy fighter like McCreary, I'd like to see him kind of call. I'd like to see him push Frampton into kind of a firefight at distance. Use his mm. use his reach. Yes, yeah, I would like to see him uh, one two one two one two one two three. He just I don't see a lot of activity coming from McCreary. I see him being um, almost a complete counterpuncher. Um, which is not going to help him on the cards. No. I'd also think you would want to make, you know, Frampton coming and being the bigger name here, you know, being the guy that the spotlight's on, that's who this fight was made for, as we talked about mm-hmm. before. Uh, I, if you're McCreary, you want to take that all away from Frampton. You know, make ugly this up a bit. Nah, see... Frampton yeah, kind of I pushed him back into the ropes there and then they immediately tied up. I don't get that from some B-sides. You know, there's no title on the line. I get that. But, you know, you, I understand you want to stay true to who you are and, and have integrity. But go fight. Sometimes you just got to go fight. Yeah. And you have to take it from Frampton. And I just don't see McCreary being that type of boxer. Um, as, as you, when last time I saw Frampton lose was the Warrington and Warrington goes, and he takes it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? You so, know, it's the old Mike Tyson things. Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Exactly, exactly. So, even this round, you see Frampton doing a lot more activity while moving forward. McCreary still, I, like I said, he's going to block some of those. He's going to catch some of those punches. But you're going to catch two in a four-punch combination. You're going to hit. You're still going to get hit twice. You know, if you're like a Shakur Stevenson or a Floyd Mayweather, where you can punch off your back foot with a lot, you know, with a, with a lot of circling, a lot of movement, all power to you. That's fine. Right. But unless you're one of those two guys who can employ that kind of style, this is not the kind of fight you want to you want to do. This is not how you win rounds. No, no. And I don't. Maybe he feels uh, with McCurry's background and his uh, his experience and amateur experience, he thinks he can win on the cards this way, but that's just not prize fighting. The A side is going to more than likely win those close rounds. He's throwing more uh, effective punches, even if it's just a jab. He's tripling that jab up and landing two to the face. So McCreary really has to go for it, starting from the beginning. You can't wait to the second half of the fight. You got to go now. So if you're listening to this, whether you're driving or, you know, doing laundry or whatever, folks, and you're like, well, they're not really calling the fight. It's because not a whole lot's happening. You know? <laughs> Frampton has been doing exactly what he did in the first round. Other than the, the only real change this round has is McCreary tied him up a little bit more. Right. 
Um, yeah, nothing really doing in the second round. Um, again, I think a lot of more uh, still a fill out round. Um, I expect the action to start picking up these uh, round three to six. Were you, did you get a chance to watch the other fights today? The one on DAZN, which was Butte versus Bisputin, and then the other one on ESPN, which I believe was Tet versus Koziaro. So I did see Zolani Tete. I did not get to see Bisputin. Um, I don't really remember. I think my times got crossed up, and I ended up missing that end of the zone card. But, um, yeah, man, the Zolani Tete fight was very surprising. Um, I knew Tete had some flaws, but I did not expect that outcome tonight. So I uh, I know that was a three-round uh, was a KO. Um, yeah. And I, I caught the clips of it that people posted on Twitter. Uh, I watched the entire Butte of Besputin card from uh, beginning to end. And that was a fun. That was a uh, a fun fight, you know. Dizone, um, it's not perfect, and today they were having some wonky issues. But mm-hmm. you know, once uh, once those things get settled, I enjoy the fights on Dizone. It's not perfect; nothing ever is, but uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, I love all. If, look, I like VSPN Plus. I like Fox. I like Showtime. I like Dizone. Just give me the fights, and you know what? Give me good fights. And the zone, they've given me a lot of fights. They're giving me fights coming up still toward the end of the year. So and we will um, talk about that later. Absolutely, <laughs> good deal. It's a great right hand by Frampton. Yes, they're actually showing it on the replay now. As we were talking about the other fights, he nailed them with that overhand. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be where Frampton's going to do. He's going to land that right to the head. He's going to land that right to the body as well. And I don't see McCreary coming back with anything except for trying to get in and hold when Frampton attacks. So one of the things I've noticed with McCreary is that occasionally he will throw that right out there, that straight right. And he'll try to use his uh, reach, but Frampton's not an easy target. Apparently, he he's no. doing a lot of movement, not necessarily circling and, and working off his back feet, but when, he'll stay in the pocket and just slip the jab, uh, shuffle his shoulders, and McCreary's having a hard time finding the target. Yeah, Frampton, um, with his experience, with his pedigree, he really understands range. He really understands his range. So he's going to, you know, do some things with the feet, with him and a fighter. He's going to know how close he can get. And he's going to know where he needs to just like that. He's going to know where he needs to be to lunge in and land that one, too. So McCreary's got, not only is he fighting a fighter that's game, but he's fighting a fighter that, you know, knows the tricks, is smart, and knows everything he needs to do to win. It's, it's, it's a tough code to crack. I think McCreary, the frustration starting to build with McCreary is not quite, yeah. doesn't quite know what to do with this guy. No. I see a lot of shelling up. I see Frampton, you know, moving around the wing, moving around the ring freely, um, making McCreary miss. You know, McCreary's the boxer. You know, he's the slick guy, but Frampton's the one making him miss all the punches. Yeah, Frampton, not that I think he came into this with any doubt, but his confidence is starting to build over this round. And he's not taking chances necessarily, but he's getting more aggressive. 
He's starting to see where, you know, he's starting to read this guy well enough as that round ends that I think you're going to start to see Frampton start to really turn it on over these next two or three rounds. Yeah. Uh, In the round three, I didn't see much from McCreary. I see, um, like you said, Frampton's very comfortable. I think he, over those first two rounds and that third round, he realized who McCreary is and what he has, and he's not very moved by McCreary. So I think it's only going to get worse for McCreary going forward to the point where, you know, Frampton, um, Frampton might go for a stop at you. No, maybe not this round, but in this fight. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I know, especially early on in a boxer's career, they want to see you work. I mean, quick knockdowns are fun for fans, but, you know, the, your tough matches come in 10, 12, 11, 12 round fights, and they want to see if you can go the distance. Uh, your, you know, higher level opponents and certainly, you know, unless you have a situation where, uh, you know, like a Deontay Wilder, Lewis Ortiz. <laughs> You know, where you just nail a guy, you know, you got to work for 12 rounds. So I don't know if Frampton necessarily wants to put this guy away if, you know, in the in this uh, co-main event showcase fight. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what exactly. Like they said, Frampton was off almost a year, not quite a year. So it has been a while. He probably does want to get some quality rounds under his belt. Um, however, you know, like they just showed Herring is there. Um, he's he wants a title fight at this weight. He wants the big names at this weight, and you know to get that, you know, th- you got to give the people what they want. So maybe trying to go for a spectacular stoppage of some sort would do him well. However, you do want to come out of this unscathed. So I think Frampton's best bet is just to win and win, you know, in in, in good fashion. Mm. Nice. Uh, he took the back there well. Wrong sport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Frampton's really showing some good boxing skills in this fight. Um, this seems to be a good matchup for him. He looks really good so far through these four rounds. Comfortable. McCreary's trying to almost bully him. Not totally. It's not really having much of an effect, but he's definitely trying to put his weight on Frampton. You know, he's tying him up. He's grabbing him around. Um, like, he, I don't necessarily think he wants to box anymore with Frampton. I think he... No. I think he wants to kind of push him around and see if he'll make a mistake that he can capitalize on. Yeah. I see um, he's trying to... Frampton's just doing a good job of punching in between uh, McCreary's punches. Yeah, he and landed McCreary a couple does... of good body shots there. Yeah, doesn't really seem to have an answer for it. Can't really out-time Frampton, it seems. Frampton just seems to be um, on, a, on, a, on a higher level in this fight. The other thing that McCreary is doing, as I said, you know, with, like, that was there was two tie-ups in a row, one of which had a, he had him in a headlock, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of those things is he's trying to break... Frampton's rhythm you know he's really yeah. trying to push you know push him off his pace and what and one thing that I'm seeing with that is that Fram- maybe McCreary went in thinking he was going to be the stronger guy 
But Frampton is moving McCurry around the ring, uh, not backing up, absorbing everything McCurry does land, if he does land it. So uh, that seems to be something that is in Frampton's favor as well. He's stronger than McCurry realized. Yeah, Frampton's got superior technique. Yes. Obviously, he's got experience. I mean, no no kidding. So I think McCurry is... I think McCurry's corner, and I think, you know, independently, he's like, I gotta... Boxing with Frampton's not getting me anywhere, so I gotta ugly this up a bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and make this more of a brawl, because he's not getting anywhere going punch for punch with a guy as evasive as Frampton. Right. But, you know, brawling with Frampton, that's (laughs) that's something he's good at, too. So it's almost like, what... McCreary's corner has to really figure out what he does better than Frampton and at this point of the fight it doesn't seem like there's much that he does better but maybe his corner knows and whatever that is they need to implement it now because Frampton is I wouldn't say he's totally dominating the fight but he's winning comfortably yeah no he, I don't think there's a single round you can give to McCreary at this point no not at all good uh, on and the replay good I, shot I to the body there yeah I don't see anything changing I need McCreary to show something. Otherwise, you know, have a long seat on that corner uh, stool. We have, we are now into round five. Uh, Frampton's at 28% for total punches landed. And McCreary's at 19. So, math-wise... Even in the stats, Frampton is leading the fight against McCreary. And here we're starting to see a bit of a firefight. Yeah, McCreary's letting his hands go. Hands to the body, which is good. Doesn't seem to last that long, but he is letting them go a little bit. Well, Frampton's got a lot, as you said before, Frampton's got a lot of power. And Mm -hmm. I have the sneaking suspicion, without really knowing McCreary's record, McCreary wasn't a very hittable fighter. And mm-hmm. now he's getting hit a lot, and I don't think he loves it. Yeah. McCreary is undefeated, has one tie, uh, but I guarantee you nobody on his resume is a Carl Frampton. So <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing about it. You know, you can fight a lot of guys, but it only it's only one or two guys that you have to fight that will change your life or your career. And so seems to be that McCreary is in the ring with one of those guys right now. Well, you know, some some fighters have that like professional wrestling mentality of go ahead and hit me real good. I love it. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. let let's throw hands. Let's let's get uh, let's get brutal. And some guys are boxers. You know, some guys get in there and the object is to not get hit. And then when they do, they don't love it. They you know, yeah. this, <laughs> they like to be the hitter, not the hitty. Oh, nice body shot from the left. Yeah, from back Frampton. them up big time. Wow, that was a big body shot. Uh, Frampton really working on that body, dedicated to it, and it seems to be paying off. Sure, so I tell my son all the time: you can't breathe, you can't fight if you can't breathe. Exactly. We've- McCreary does his shell up, which doesn't. He seems to fight well out of his high guard shell, but um, he just sits there and takes too many of Frampton's punches while he does it. Well, he's leaning a lot on the idea of let me shell up, take a combo from Frampton and then I'll knock him out with an uppercut. Hasn't worked yet, but boy does he keep yeah. trying. I mean, when I tell you he's knocked on that door three times in this one round. Yeah. Yeah. 
Frampton really is working McCreary's body. Now, if you notice McCreary, he never really stayed dedicated to that jab. And then he started working to the body because he's down on the cards and it became a fight. If he had stayed behind that jab, this would be a whole nother fight. Maybe a lot more boring, but I think that it would be a whole nother trajectory for uh, McCreary in this fight. It's unfortunate because he can't beat Frampton at this game. Yeah, he um, looks like he was really trying to test the guy's chin, McCreary, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Carl Frampton's been hit once or twice. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. By brawlers, punchers too. So, yeah, McCreary's corner. I wish that they would. I wish I could hear what they were saying, but I need. Uh, they got to show. They got to come up with. A, now it's time to implement plan, plan B. Ten round fight, plan B. What you got? So I want to take this opportunity while there's a break in the fight here. Uh, over a week or so ago, we covered the Luis Ortiz Deontay Wilder two fight, and the first shot of the KO that we saw when it was live. The way the angle on that fight, I, it didn't look like Deontay Wilder it really hit him at all, and he just flopped. And so, mm-hmm. infamously, that's all anyone's been calling us out on. <laughs> we got oh, yeah. we got all kinds of comments about it. Now, when they changed the angle, we walked that back, and right. they're like, "Oh no!" Like it was oh, actually oh oh body shot. He stayed dedicated to the body. Oh my gosh, we're gonna get our second body shot KO of the night. And those body shots, I mean, it's it's two minutes and 30 seconds left. Oh, good luck. Frampton is not going to let up. This this might be it. This might be what he needs to get that big fight on top rank against that heavier weight. I wasn't quite sure he was going to get up again. He was just sort of squatted there looking perturbed. Yeah, but I guarantee you he's still hurting and he's still trying to find all that breath. Mm, another body shot. Frampton has found his strategy, and he is sticking to it. Yeah. And as as a smaller fighter, I, I agree. As a powerful fighter, one who's not afraid to stand in that pocket and brawl, man, I think it's a great strategy, and it is definitely paying off. Yeah, if you can ch- if you can chop him down at the waist, you know, in the body, I mean, the head, he might give you the head, and then you can get that knockout, but the work is in the body. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with a lot of fighters is that they they just want to headhunt. They just want you know they're so crazy for that knockout. They'll go after the head, after the head, after the head. It's like well you gotta chop the tree down first. Exactly. And even going back to the body, you hear somebody to the body, go back to the body. Right. You know what I mean? Those body shots are really difficult to get up from. Yes, like I said really earlier difficult. in the night, one of the KOs earlier in the night was a body shot KO. It looked really good. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes you don't even realize that's how it was with that Deontay for me. When I saw it live, I was like, "Wait, that was it?" And then they showed the replay. I was like, "Oh, he really took his whole skull." Yeah. So. Now, I mean, one of the guys I was doing commentating with at that time was like, "Eh, I don't think he wanted to get up anymore. He probably could have, but he, you know, he decided he was done. Which, you know, I, I, <laughs> no matter how many ways you slice it, it was still a knockout." Yeah, right. Oh. Nice little dirty boxing there from Frampton. You want yeah. to tap my arm? That's fine. I'll punch you upside the head. McCreary's right. recovery 
it seems physically, but it seems at this point he's he's surviving. He knows it's six round. I got three more rounds. I'm down on the cards. There's yeah. a knockdown. At this point, he's trying to. I believe he's trying to get to hear that last bell. Yeah, he's probably shook up pretty pretty well mentally. And at this point, maybe he just doesn't want to get knocked out anymore. Exactly. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's stretching for that finish line. I need his corner to, you know, give him some constructive uh, instructions. Something that's gonna change it up. Because I'm not seeing any change in his style of the fight, and um, that's just not acceptable for me. You know, these fighters on to come up. Uh, these opportunities to be on TV and you know, in a in a prime spot like this. You take your shot, and sometimes it doesn't work out. Yeah. And at this point, you know, finish strong. You know, you never know what the next opportunity is going to be. So you definitely don't want to give up. You don't want to quit. Um, I, as a fighter, as someone who has never lost, like I said, he is undefeated, he doesn't want to get stopped. But you also still need to give us a quality showing for the rest of this fight. Right. So there we see on the replay, one, two to the body on each side. And he just mm. took, took his win from him. Yeah. Getting hit on that right side is, you know, <laughs> that's a dangerous uh, a dangerous affair. So still in the pocket with Frampton, still throwing punches. Yeah, he's now, see, now, look at that. See, now he's done. He's done messing around. He is mm-hmm. just winging punches. And Frampton Go for crazy. broke, man. Yeah, What's no, the worst absolutely. that can happen? No, I love the urgency. You know, yeah. too many times, and I see this all the time in MMA, you've lost the first two, you know, in a three-round fight, you've lost the first two rounds, and then you're equally, if not more, tentative in the third round. It was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Why? Yeah. At this point, yeah. So so now I'm worried now I'm worried about McCurry's tank because he let a flurry of punches go in that first minute and I haven't seen much from him since. We are in round seven of ten here as uh the fight inches towards the end. And yeah, so far not a single round. I mean the, the, the uh Frampton's pitching a shutout. Absolutely. He still looks bouncy, looks fresh. Still doing that jab out. He's in complete control. That's, that's he's a fighter in control. I'll be curious to see in, in the scorecards if they have it any other way, but uh, one hundred to ninety. Uh, yeah, I'm not really. I mean. I don't know. If you were going to give McCree a round, it would be this round, and he hasn't done anything after the first 30 seconds. Right. So I yeah. don't really I don't really know what his what his plan is going forward. I don't I don't really know at this point. He has to go for a knockout, and that's not the kind of fighter he is. Oh, keep your hands up for God's sakes, McCreary. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, this, this the the way he's acting makes me wonder. Um, he's clearly in shape, clearly a lifelong boxer, but you know some people just don't have the tank to fight that way. And you know, dropping your hands, um, grabbing, holding, um, 
It's just making me wonder what exactly is going on at this point. Well, to credit to both fighters, they're still, you know, bouncing. They're still lively on their feet. This isn't like the heavyweight fight I saw between Zhang and I can't even remember the oh Rudik Rudikin, something like that. Oh um, yeah. <laughs> ugh. Well they were fighting in molasses apparently. Yeah. It was two zombies hugging it out. So that's the end of the round. I just I'm, it's a it's it's been a wash for Frampton so far. McCurry's got two rounds to come out here and try to do something. Three rounds, sorry. Three rounds. Come on here, try to do something. So as they go backstage, uh, Valdez and Lopez are warming up, getting their final preparations ready. Uh, now, they say that Gutierrez made all of his pre-weight check-ins and then somehow blew up 11 pounds. Have any insight there? No. Um, like they said on the broadcast, maybe he Thanksgiving got a hold of him. But uh, I don't it, – it makes no sense at all. So the investigation that the, the WBC is going to um, execute, maybe, you know, there was some fudging of those, you know, pre-fight weights. Uh, it just makes no sense to come in on point the whole time and then be eight pounds over. So uh, I've never seen anything like that exactly. So um, just crazy, crazy. All right. So on Andre Ward's scar card, he gave the first round out of charity, I presume, to McCreary. But every other round he's given to Frampton. Yeah, I guess Ward Ward does try to uh, – he does give uh, – the losers on cards more rounds than most. I will maybe he just saw because McCreary was the was more of an aggressor in the first round. But yeah, I don't. I mean, it's been a wash for Frampton. <laughs> I, I can only assume McCreary is one of Andre Ward's nephews. Maybe may, may because uh, it's it's going to be a shutout. Um, was close to a stoppage, so I don't really know. Um, Maybe just talk, maybe just ESPN commentators making it interesting, but it's really been pretty cut and dry. Yeah. And then you do have that knockout knockdown earlier in the fight, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that really washes away whatever round you want to give McCreary. Right. Frampton contended just kind of circle on the outside now, float in, sting a few times. Uh, circle back. He is not overcommitting. No. I think he realizes that a mistake can be made, and this guy, this you know, this guy's got some power in those punches. And I don't, and I think Frampton knows he's got the fight in the bag as long as he can remain calm and don't do anything stupid. Right, I agree. Uh, I think he's, you know, trying to. Not get don't don't want to take any unnecessary punishment. Um, you know, like I said, he is ahead on the cards. He can look good while he's he can show. So in those first rounds, he showed, oh, I can stay in the pocket. I can hurt this guy. For the last three rounds, let me show you that I can box on the outside. So um, I think that who, however the scores come out, I think one of these I think he's going to get a really nice bout under top rank coming up next. He looks good tonight. I'm sorry. He looks really good. 
Yeah, he looks very sharp. And I think you said he hadn't fought in a year. Is that correct? Yes, it was almost a year, I think, since he fought last. So he did want to get some rounds, which is turning out. And I, I don't bemoan McCreary. You know, I watch him again. He just has a style that may not be the best for prize fighting. I'm also wondering if maybe he's in the wrong weight class. Like maybe he needs to go up a little bit. I've never been yeah. a huge fan of taller fighters, you know, cutting so much weight they, they, you know, that they fight at these shorter weight classes, you know, against guys of Frampton stature. Because right. I think that makes life more difficult than it has to be. Yeah, like, you know, Sebastian Fondora is one that's just a super tall guy. The guy tonight who fought at, I believe it was, I don't, uh, what's his name? Shiraz? Shiraz who fought? Mm-hmm. These guys who are super tall. I don't think lay people understand how much those, just even a couple pounds of weight can affect a punch, you know? So when you have guys who are coming in at 6'3", <laughs> <laughs> fighting at 160, you know what I mean? It's these guys are stepping into some dangerous situations when they get into the ring. You know, uh, I used to see that in MMA all the time, where you had guys fighting at like featherweight or lightweight, and they were the same height as most middle and light heavyweights. It was like, why don't you just fight at at the minimum <laughs> welterweight and put crazy. some muscle it's on it? Yeah, maybe, maybe try knocking somebody out once in a while. Stop, you know. <laughs> I'm going to fight at flyweight. I'm 10 feet yeah. tall. Yeah, and that weight, it really, I mean, weight behind those punches really does affect, you know, the, how it feels. So, it's boxing is a, it's 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 crazy, man. You have so many guys doing everything they can to come in as light as they can on weigh-in day. So, yes, and then years later they wonder why they can't make weight. <laughs> Yeah, or uh, my liver failed me, or I'm so sick and I'm 60, but I look like I'm 80. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That's why I like heavyweights. Nobody bother. <laughs> Just don't be 300 pounds. Yeah, and that's, you know, another thing about heavyweight, as we were watching uh, McCreary and Frampton trade punches, um, McCreary's still walking, Frampton's still walking them down. Um, that's what's special about Deontay to me because he comes in, he gives up 30, 40 pounds each fight. And will lose every round to land one punch that is just, I mean, it's it's inexplicable. We are so hard on him on, on this podcast. Not <laughs> not you. you but right, 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 right. The rest of us. Um, right. But you can't take that right hand away from him because he could lose every round. He could be outboxed, and he was. He was losing the fight to Ortiz. And, yeah. And, and, Ooh, he hurt him again. You see that? Yeah. Ooh, body yeah, shot. Yeah, down he goes. Another. Ugh. This oh, might be he the end. He, he, that one hurt him, though. He's looking a little... Yeah, he's, he's demoralized. He hasn't been beaten, and let alone beaten like this. That is two 10-8 rounds for this fella. On his bike, running away. Frampton's still working the body. Yeah, Frampton sees blood in the water right here. Yeah. Michael Jackson moonwalks back. He's like, hey, 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 easy. I don't really know the ref's real name, but I call him Michael Jackson. I love I <laughs> There was some early Showtime boxing cards. I swear to God, he was moonwalking. He was so dramatic. 
I believe that's Kenny Beckett, man. He's one. He's a good one, man. Yes, I don't ever, but uh, except for that, that I will say there was a Mayweather fight where he was super involved. I don't remember which one it was, but for the most part, he does really well. He did well last weekend. Mm-hmm. And he's he's a pretty good judge. <laughs> and you, I mean, uh, and you know, Frampton. I'm Frampton looks good, man. He came out wanting to prove something, and I think he did that. Yeah, no, absolutely. He was absolutely in this fight. I mean, it's not the, it's not the worst fight I've ever seen. No. You know, they they were active. I mean, it's not like they just circled each, each other for uh, ten minutes or anything like that. It, they they fought. It was just a one sided fight. Exactly. Yeah. McCurry just had no answers for Frampton, who clearly had double shot every, to the body there on every, the replay. Yeah. Great boxing. That's great boxing by Frampton. Yeah, it was one to the shoulder, two to the body. McCreary's going to back up and then plop. No, yep, yep there it is. Yeah, he took a knee. He took two to the right and two. To, and that's that's some good skill work there by Frampton. Um, to just put a punctuation mark on the Deontay Wilder thing, he what he lacks in uh, tech, technical boxing acumen he makes up for in the fact that he only has to hit you once the man hits like a truck yeah it's it's i I don't know it's weird i've never seen anything like it (laughs) well you know i I was talking to my dad about that like mike tyson used to end fights in 30 seconds and then hbo would just kind of hem and haw and shrug for the rest of the hour yeah (laughs) yeah man it's 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 exciting to see and because i'm I remember watching the Deontay Wilder Luis Ortiz fight number one, and I thought Ortiz was going to win. Uh, I think we have a punch to the balls. Yeah, it's a low blow. I, hey, take your time, McCurry. I get it, but it's the tenth round. You need to let your hands go. <laughs> you taking time for that? No, no hitting the speed bag there, McCre- uh, Frampton. That's just the issue with. You know, body punchers, technical boxers who are body punchers. You see that so much with the low blow warnings. There were earlier, there was a fight earlier in the evening where there was a lot of work in the body. And I was saying to my wife, who deigned to watch it with me, I was like, boy, these are a lot of these are on the belt line. Mm hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I will say sometimes it depends on what the ref tells them in the locker room, mm-hmm. what's slow and whatnot, but. I just see it too much from if you're a body puncher, you're gonna hit someone low once sure. <laughs> in the fight. So But man, Frampton looks so good letting mm-hmm. his hands go, even in the tenth. Yeah, he'll he he knows this guy is toast. Yeah. And you know, he just doesn't wanna coast to victory here. He's he's gonna fight every minute of uh, of this round till it's done. Good on him for it. Yeah. Really still dedicated to the body. I really appreciate that from Frampton. And like I said, I would see McCreary again. We just might have to do some better matchmaking. That's all. The other difference between Deontay Wilder and Mike Tyson is Mike Tyson could actually box. Mike Tyson was uh, a pure boxer. (laughs) Yeah. You know, everyone knows him for his power and his quick knockouts and some of the chicanery he would get into later in his career, but... If you actually watch Mike Tyson, he he had good technical ability. 
Yes. And, and, and so I hear, and so, like, it, we're hard on Deontay Wilder because I, because I know, at least for me, like, mm-hmm. you're getting away with the fact that you hit, like, a missile. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, technical acumen isn't really where it should be but then again as one as Robert Winfrey would say yeah, it's heavyweight you can get away with that yeah yeah I think it's different because it is a heavyweight division and so but I will say this about Deontay I have noticed I have seen progress he'll never be Mayweather he'll never be um Canelo he'll never be that technically sound of a fighter but I do notice that he has been working, but he does uh, box his whatever technique he learns is limited by that right hand man. That right hand is so powerful. Right. <laughs> he just forgets everything. Is like, all right, I'm gonna land this right. But in that Ortiz fight, I saw patience. I saw shots to the body. And so, you know, I did like that. And if he could do that with someone like Fury and not be so anxious, maybe make it for a better fight. Uh, we'll see. Fury is not an easy person to hit. And he's so not unpredictable and herky-jerky and just... He is constant movement. He looks like mm-hmm. a scrambled television set. Yeah, and for a heavyweight, for someone that big to move like that, I always find it amazing. Right, and so Deontay Wilder... He got very frustrated in that first fight, and he knocked Tyson Fury down. But you know, and, and that could have been the end of the fight. But Tyson Fury got up again, and so the the waiting for the opportunity to land the big right. I don't. I think now Tyson Fury is looking for it, mm-hmm. and uh, February twenty second is going to be an interesting night. You know, anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, anything can happen. Yeah. You know. If uh, if he's partying too much with Braun Strowman, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, we might be looking at a new lineal champion or whatever. But um, you know, on the other hand, if Deontay Wilder doesn't evolve in any way, I don't see the fight going any differently than it did the first time. Me either, and that's just a, I think I think he has evolved a little bit. But I will say this, you know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a chess match because man, it, no one else can avoid that right hand except for Tyson Fury, and even he couldn't do it that first time. So, I'm man. This is February twenty second. I I don't. I'm not gonna make a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to call it and watch it and enjoy it, man. Because it's gonna be. That's what we all want. We want two. Great heavyweights. I wish it was for all the belts. We want two great heavyweights putting on the line and going for it, going for broke. You know, I'll take I'll take Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury for his imaginary lineal heavyweight championship. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. You know, and then we'll maybe we'll get to Ruiz or Joshua, whoever ends up winning next week. So annoyed about that. Telling my wife, I was yeah. like, it's in the middle of the day in Saudi Arabia. I have to go find a bathroom at, at work to go hide in to watch it. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Indeed. All right, so here we go with the scorecards. I can't yeah. imagine there's going to be a lot of surprises here. Frampton, Aram, and Herring. Looks like that's going to be the next fight. <laughs> okay. Just like we thought. Yeah, Frampton wins. 
Um, the Japanese. Let me go refresh here and see if we have uh, posted scores yet. They might not. This might be a situation where it's like, you know he won. Let's not rub yeah. this in. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Total wash for Frampton. Dominated from bell to bell, man. Indeed. All right, and that is your co-main event. Next up, Oscar Valdez versus Adam Lopez. All right. Well, we finally have the scores. Let's make it official. Uh, no surprises here. No Canelo 120 to zero. It was Carl Frampton by unanimous decision over Tyler McCreary 100 to 88 times three. No controversy tonight. No controversy. Um, pretty much what we expected and what we called wouldn't you say there uh john yeah uh a dominating performance by frampton what we expected what he needed uh for his next fight with top rank so uh scouring the twitter pages a couple of notes that i noticed one apparently call frampton broke his hand in training or fractured his hand in training and then he fractured his hand again during the fight, which is why he went to the body when he did. Oh, wow. Uh, but whenever they take, but whenever his hands heal, it looks like uh, Herring is what's next for Frampton. How do you feel about that? Um, I believe it's going to be a big fight. Frampton's going to bring the people from across the pond. Herring has a good following in America. I see Herring <laughs> winning that fight. But I will watch it because I'm not too sure about that. But you know, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good matchup. It's a good boxing matchup. All right, so let's shift gears now. Uh, now, originally we were going to have Oscar Valdez, like we said before. That's like the big news of this fight. If nothing else, it was this big kerfluffle at the weigh-ins where Gutierrez came in 11 pounds over, and Bob Arum unceremoniously tossed him into the street. Insane. <laughs> right out of the hotel. They're like, yeah. you'll get out of here, and your little dog, too. Um, so off he went. And now we have Adam Lopez, who was on the undercard, and he made the weight, and they plugged him into this main event to save it. So first, what are your thoughts on the loss of the main event in terms of what you were expecting and now not getting? And then talk to me about this new fight that takes its place if you're as equally or, or or greater excited for it or feel like, oh, this is kind of like kissing your cousin? Well, I'm not going to say too much about Gutierrez because that's, I've never I mean, it's rare where you've seen that kind of thing. All I can say is, you know, don't expect to hear his name ever again in professional <laughs> boxing. Uh, no one's going to pay for that. So, going forward, it just so happens that, man, I am a huge Oscar Valdez fan. I love his style of fighting, so I'm excited to see him fight against anybody. I was disappointed that he vacated and moved up, and so I'm excited to see him fight at this 130. He throws a lot of punches. I see, I've seen him in wars with guys at the lower weight division, so I'm excited to see how he takes these punches at a higher weight division. With one, like one, like we just saw with Frampton and McCreary, 130 is full of killers. So let's see where Oscar lines up in 
and, and ranks with those guys. All right, what can we expect to see from Adam Lopez, who's jumping up into this main event spot? Luckily, I've seen Adam Lopez a couple times before. He's a boxer and a brawler, comes from a boxing family out there in the West Coast where a lot of boxers come from. I expect Oscar to be the forward fighter. Uh, Adam Lopez is a, is a skilled boxer, so I expect some good defense, some good counter-punching, but I also expect hard punches coming back from Adam. It would seem like this is one of those opportunities for Adam Lopez where whatever his game plan was going into his originally planned fight, I think he needs to take advantage of the spotlight that's being put on him because at this point, he has to know that like you're, you're, you're just here to save the main event, to give the people something to watch besides the Frampton-McCreary fight, which, if that, boy, if that was all that you were getting... Uh, right. <laughs> People will yeah. be hitting the bars right now, just trying to go like, "What did I? What's going on? What did I pay for here?" So yeah, it seems that Adam Lopez is in that position of, "Hey, save our fight," but he's not that type of fighter. So I think this makes for an interesting main event. I would like to see Adam Lopez go for not go for broke necessarily, but turn up the volume early on. Get people, you know, get people to notice him, say his name, be into this fight beyond. Oh, you're you're the replacement fighter. You're the uh, they, they say in you know stage acting. You're the, uh, the you know the the backup. Um, right. There's a better name for that, <laughs> but it's late and I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> but. Um, you know, the, the part of the, the part of Gutierrez will be played by Adam Lopez tonight. You know, get get that thought out of people's minds early. Give you know make that because the headline even tomorrow when this fight's over is still going to be about the stupid eleven fucking yes, pounds missed right. weight. Unless and, you get an upset, right? Give the writer something else to write. That's my point that I'm trying to make. Even if you don't yeah. win, even if you lose in spectacular fashion. Change the narrative. That's the phrase I'm looking for here. Change the narrative and take the opportunity because I think... Because when you're in a situation like this, I can't remember uh, which fight it was, but there was a fight in the UFC where somebody took it on like like ridiculously short notice. Like it was like hours. And of course they lost. But yeah. they they were a hero nonetheless and they were rewarded later on is the point. Right. Yeah, yeah, and I think if Miguel Miguel has a loss, so he's not afraid of losing, right? He's not worried about losing that. Oh, so he can go in here, really give a good showing. Oscar uh, has had some top-ranked fights on TV in the past where it was less than stellar. So maybe with everything that's going on, uh, not having much time to prepare for Miguel as well, uh, maybe Miguel could take advantage and uh, or maybe Adam could take advantage of this opportunity and really, you know, if not pull out the victory, really make it be like, oh, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe he won. Oh, that scorecard was a little iffy. Oh, I don't like that. If he can do that, um, he can really change the, the trajectory of his career. Be Chuck Wepner minus the cocaine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, here we go. Round one. 
I just watched The Brawler, so that's fresh in my brain, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but I'm a huge Oscar fan. He throws... I like the way he punches. He throws hard punches. He comes forward. He's true Mexican style, but very technical. And so um, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of his fighting style. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the table tonight with all the circumstances surrounding this fight. All right. As we begin here, Valdez is walking Lopez down. Lopez has tried some double jabs. He's pretty not tentative as such, but he's definitely thinking about what he wants to do. Now he's starting to flick that jab a, a, a little bit more. Lopez's jab is stiff. Super yeah. stiff. Yeah, he's got some mustard on that. Yeah. But, again, Lopez, like I said before, Lopez and Valdez know each other from their amateur background. So, Lopez does have an extensive background an am- of an amateur. He's just younger. Pence. Oscar, man. That's the word I was looking for. Oscar heard him already. Lopez started the round very pensive. He was kind of eyeing up Valdez, seeing if he had any openings. Now you're starting to see Valdez really turn it on. To where he's not doesn't seem like he really wants to give this guy much. He's like, you know what? Right. Everything we said before, Valdez is taking the opposite mm-hmm. stance of I'm not letting you go far in this fight and give up the narrative. The narrative right. is I'm the guy and you're the replacement. If I'm Lopez, I'm thinking Valdez is thinking that you know what? I am who I am. I should get this guy out of here in a couple of rounds. So I expect Valdez to come with that aggression, but I expect Lopez to expect that as well. Because, again, I'll I'll say this. If neither one of these guys wants to wake up Monday morning and see on the boxing blogs and, you know, primetime, you know, major sports news outlet, the name Gutierrez. They want to be in the headline. They want to be the story. And Valdez doesn't want the story to be, wow, he let this guy from the undercard go 12 rounds with him, 10 rounds with him. And it's same thing with the co-main event. Valdez is moving up. This is his first fight at this weight. He wants to make a statement so he can get that type of fight. It said he's ranked in two sanctioned, he's ranked number one in two sanctioned bodies at 130. He wants a big name and he wants a title fight. And he's not going to get any, you know, good checks good fights coming if he lets Adam Lopez basically shine on him this fight yeah absolutely all right round one and I would have to give that one to Valdez yeah absolutely uh um Lopez showed that he has a good stiff jab he showed that he's game he showed that he's here but Valdez threw more power punches through uh connected on more power punches as well But I liked what I saw from Lopez to start. I mean, he was game. Uh, as yeah, I said absolutely. before, he was very pensive. Uh, I saw him really take trying to measure Valdez. Uh, look and see in the replay. He hit him with a good combo, and Valdez, he stumbled. Yeah. I mean, Lopez is legitimate. I, if Lopez had a full camp, this would be a closer fight. 
it's right now we're just you have to approach it as if you know these two guys are going to hear sparring <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'm just excited to see whose style comes out on top because lopez is a legitimate boxer valdez is just more accomplished more experienced sure and i believe lopez was on the card he just got yes, he, he got pulled under. from the prelim got yeah. you know jumped all the way into the main which happens so we can assume we had a full camp yeah I don't know how long his fight was set for if it was a, if it was six rounds or not. Right. Yeah, I don't know any of that information. Which, um, what this is a ten rounder. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I the last time I saw him fight, it was either a or a ten rounder. He stopped the guy, so it doesn't you know really matter. But <laughs> <clears throat> Lopez is legitimate though. This is good. For, for Val- I like Lopez against Valdez better than Gutierrez. Gutierrez would have been more straightforward. You know, one of us is going to knock each other out. So Lopez is giving him more of a test boxing wise at this weight than Gutierrez would. Lopez goes head to the bo- uh, to the head to the body with jabs. Valdez he, though he likes his jab. He does. Valdez has has definitely been stalking him though this entire second round. Absolutely. And he's backing him up into the corner now with jabs. Lopez circles out. But I'll tell you what, Valdez has got to be have got to have a higher landed percentage this round than Lopez does. I mean, yeah. he's conservatively punching, but he's landing when he punches. Yeah. And every opportunity he has to let more than one punch go, he does throw it. And we talk about, oh, he knocked the, oh. Oh, God. Not a good look for Valdez. No. Knocked down on the second round. He jumped right back up. He was like, oh, sun was in my eyes. I got this. The the arm was a little stiff, though, when he was trying to get up. Look, it's, like I said, Mark, this weight, that weight is a real thing. Like, these guys move up four pounds. They think it's not a big deal. (laughs) (laughs) No. Those punches are weighty. So, I don't like that knockdown, but (sighs) we got a fight on our hands, Mark. Yeah, Lopez put some starch on that overhand. Yeah, he did. And he's being smart. He's not over-punching at this point, but he's still putting the pressure on. No, Lopez hasn't lost his cool. He's not going crazy. He doesn't quite see blood in the water yet. It's only round two. But right. I'll tell you, I mean, the, you know, knockdown or no knockdown, that was a round for Lopez. Yeah, and that changes this fight. The judges are going to see the rounds differently now, right? They're going to respect, they're going to respect uh, the power punches that Lopez's lands in, in relation to the punches that Valdez lands going forward. So, good on Lopez. And, um, like I said, Oscar, in his last few performances, he has had some lackluster performances. He has been hittable, which is probably one of the reasons I like his style. So, we need him in his corner to, you know, fix it. <laughs> Lopez cracked him dead in the jaw with a left hook. Yeah. Yeah, just Lopez a, looks good. Just a snapping <laughs> left hook. Brilliant combo by yeah. Lopez. And Valdez's legs went right out from under him. Yeah. 
And I mean, for the Reynosos, he's 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 their top guy next to Canelo. If anybody can fix it, you know, outside of Robert Garcia, I think uh, the Reynosos could tell Oscar to you know let's tighten it up. <laughs> All right, here we go with round three. Valdez is coming forward still. He's not willing yeah. to give Lopez any quarter. Super aggressive, though. Over-aggressive is not going to work for you, Oscar. I'll tell you, Lopez keeps walking... Uh, sorry, not Lopez. Uh, Valdez keeps walking into Lopez's bear trap. Yeah, for sure. Lopez... The, all the fights that I've seen, Lopez does like to fight off the back foot. He is a boxer in that sense. Um, but like I said, he throws hard punches. He doesn't, like, he's not just, like, McCreary was just trying to point. He was trying to point, get points on uh, Frampton. Lope, like, I, Lopez, as we see, you know, he's trying to knock you down. He's trying to knock you out. Yeah, we have a very entertaining fighter in our hands so far. Yeah. I don't, we're definitely not going to get a short fight, at least in Oscar's favor, in this on this card. Hey, Valdez is moving Lopez around the ring now. Yeah. Valdez stops short, goes to the body. Sorry, that Lopez. Oof, this fight. Nice stiff jab there from Lopez. Just snaps it. Ah, yeah, that jab is. I want to grow. It's legitimate. I drag my son out of his room and watch. Say here, that's how you snap <laughs> a jab. Most punch, most important punch in boxing, man. Absolutely. But a lot of guys like they'll just they'll throw it out there, and you know, they they'll have the natural strength of their arm and shoulder, but. Um, what I like from Lopez is just how fast he fires that thing off like a bullet. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, and I don't, I don't mind switching up the, you know, the velocity of your jab or your punches. I don't mind you, uh, you know, blinding your opponent with a jab. Some people will hold it out there. But when you throw that jab, twist that fist, make it count, man. It's a punch. <laughs> it's a punch like any other punch you throw. And you can tell the fighters who, whose trainers really, um, you know, Focus and emphasize that jab. Lopez being one, and Valdez as well. Valdez has a good jab as well. Lopez is oscillating between fighting defensively, uh, like counter punching, and taking it to Valdez. Like he'll take, yeah, he'll let Valdez come to him. He'll duck, he'll bob and weave, and then he'll score on the inside on yeah. the counter, and then he'll wait a minute, and then he'll Lopez start attacking. Yeah, he looks comfortable. He looks under control. Um, it's making for a good fight, man. So in the replay there, Lopez actually took one in the jaw himself. And he thought about it, but he kept coming forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. That's an <laughs> See, okay, so Valdez didn't even have an opportunity to really follow up on it. Because it's a great punch. Right, but he got countered. He got countered immediately, and Lopez, to his credit, now, I guess walk through would be the phrase that I would use. But like you know, basically once his once he got his jaw back, 
from being yeah. shook. <laughs> <laughs> he kept going. He kept throwing punches. So good, good on yeah. him. So Oscar got out of his corner, banged his gloves together. He's really anxious to get in there. I don't like. I get. I, I I'm glad that he wants to get those points back from that knockdown. But I don't like his. He's he's being over aggressive. And so I'm just hoping this corner is telling him, you know, be smart in your aggression. Because over-aggressive, I don't care who you are, it just you start to open yourself up. Okay. And Lopez is clearly fine with what Oscar is bringing to the table. Good counter from Lopez. See, there's an example yeah, of what yeah. I'm talking about. He bobbed and weaved, he countered, he hit, he, he reset, and then he went on the attack. Like, he's not yeah. just content... Just to, just to wait for Valdez. Yeah, for sure. And even the power punches, he's letting Valdez get off. He's, you know, letting him roll off his shoulder. They're not connecting clear. He's doing a good job of managing energy. I would say those last two rounds, I would have to give to Lopez, for sure. Yeah, man. I think one of them might, you know, could be a 50-50, but Lopez looks Man, so far through four, he looks great. He looks to be in the lead, especially with the knockdown. Oof. Valdez landed a straight two, straight to the jaw. He put a, he almost clawed him with, I think, the, the left there. Yeah. Like it wasn't so much of a punch as it was a, like a, not a gouge per se, but just he sort of sort of painted him with it. Yeah. Man, this is a really high level fight. If you look at these, both these guys are at range in the pocket and on the outside at the same time. It seems. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeping right from Valdez yeah, to shot. the body. Yeah. See, Valdez is really letting his hands go, which has really got to help him on the scorecards. He's not really letting any lulls happen. Does that make sense? Sure. No, absolutely. He's going after Lopez. The problem yeah. is about 50% of the time, Lopez is right in there, and mm -hmm. Lopez has gotten the better of some of those exchanges. Here's what I will say. I like the work from Lopez. Um, I like the accuracy from Lopez. Oscar Valdez is doing what he does. I would hate to be a judge in this fight because... <laughs> yeah, this, this is... I uh, I judge some MMA, amateur MMA here in the Tampa area, and there were definitely uh, some rounds where I just kind of threw the pen and the paper in the air and went, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I will say, you know, Oscar... I'll say it, man, because it's the reality. Oscar's A side of a top rank headline card. So all these rounds that are fifty fifty to us may not be to those three judges. So it's just I like to I'm keeping track. Adam's looking good. Right now we have Adam ahead, but I don't know if these judges are gonna be on the same page as us. Well, I would give that fourth round to Valdez. Oh, absolutely. Um, the stuff that we saw, you know, knocked down aside from Lopez in rounds two and three, I didn't see as much of it here. I think Lopez took a few shots between rounds three and four that he didn't love, and 
I maybe his corner's telling him tighten it up a bit. Maybe he's feeling like, well, I don't want to get hit like that again, so right. let me tighten it up. But he's letting his hands go less. And while yeah. he's still, like I said, shifting between counter-punching and, and going forward, I saw less activity in round four than I saw in the previous two rounds, which I don't love. Yeah. Well, I do know Buddy likes to protect his fighters, so he is gonna, he's going to keep it real with uh, Lopez. Like, hey, Oscar's landing too much. Um but remember how I said, like, it seems like they're fighting in the pocket and at range at the same time? I think that was the change that Valdez made because when he got knocked down, he stood in the pocket with it. I think he thought, my power is more than your power. And since then, Oscar's been landing, but he hasn't been in the pocket. So I think him and the team have said, hey, let's work that one-two from the outside before we even think about going inside. And it's been paying off. Yeah, I think an inside fight with Lopez is a disaster for Valdez at this juncture. Yeah, I think so. I think he figured out, like, hey, this guy has too much power and he can handle it in there. When Usually Oscar is the guy knocking people down. Good work to the body there from Valdez. See, now we're starting to see Lopez turn it up again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see the swelling under that left eye for Valdez. We're seeing more work from Lopez this round. He's starting to get some of that fire back that he lost in round four, almost like he took it off. I I, I have to imagine his corner was like, don't, don't take your foot off the gas pedal. I know getting hit sucks, but that's the name of the game. Get in there and fight. Yeah, and I also think that uh, Lopez, in the past, what I've seen him, when he he'll, he'll box you as much as he can and then when he sees the opening he'll take it um and I think in this fight he's gonna have to box and fight you know let me be a boxer but also you know let these hands go as well cause Oscar's not gonna stop he's not gonna give up you have to knock him out cardio for days otherwise yeah like it's just that's the type of fighter he is What I like from Valdez, and we've been talking about it for the duration, but just to put a name on it, high-volume punching. Yeah. He's not tremendously accurate, but boy, does he throw a lot. Yeah. And you have to, man. And that's... Oh, Lopez is looking good now. Uh, When you are... If you lack in some area, but you know that you... if So you moved up in weight. You're not going to knock everybody out. But if you know that your tank is better and you can get off more punches, man, you got to let those punches go. And Oscar has never not let his hands go, almost to his detriment. <laughs> so, you know, keep letting them go now. Be heavy behind them and give us some good fights. He looks good right now, but he's in a brawl. Valdez has switched up his game plan between rounds one and that is the end of round five. Because mm-hmm. he's not walking Lopez down like he was. That last little bit there, especially, he was circling, but he was fighting off the back foot, which, as we talked about in the previous fight, and especially with uh, Shakur Stevenson and whoever the heck it was, whose girlfriend is the fighter, <laughs> it's the brother that he, he a bitch. That's all I remember about that fight. Yeah. <laughs> Gonzalez, that's who it was. It was uh, Shakur Stevenson and Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, you know, 
if you can fight off that back foot and still be evasive, then good on you. Do it. It's a great strategy. And Valdez, I think, is trying to get away with that. Um, yeah, Shakur has fought that way his whole life at an elite level, so that's why. But Oscar, as well, is that elite level of boxer. So he might have that in his bag. For the most part, though, man, he wants to walk through you with his punches. So it's going to be interesting how these last this last half of this fight goes, man, because... Well, you, you don't want like to... You don't want to tuck your chin and run headfirst into a wall either. Right, right. And so smart fighters know, you know, if something isn't working, change tactics. Oh, speaking of which, now we're back to him just stampeding forward, man. He bullied Lopez into the corner. Just charged at him like Goldberg. I just don't understand. I mean, I honestly don't. I mean, I can't hear what they're saying in the corner. So, but... It's almost like he doesn't respect Lopez's power, which at this point, how could you not? Valdez is back in this fight, though, on the scorecards. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Since he's been knocked out, I think he's won a majority of the rounds. I yeah. mean, knocked out. Knocked down. Yeah, he. I've got him 1, 4, and 5 to mm-hmm. Lopez's 2 and 3. Okay. And like you said, his output is just higher. So it just looks good. It looks better. And I'm wondering if Lopez now is thinking, oh, I have the power to finish this dude instead of my game plan is to box this dude for 10 rounds. I just don't know. You know, it's 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 interesting. <laughs> that was a fun little shuffle by Lopez, by the way. Yeah. Lopez has got this guy in his sights. Yeah. He's looking to finish this thing. Look at look at his stance. That's what I'm thinking. I was just looking at his feet. I'm like, his feet look a little awkward, but he looks ready to jump in there. Yeah. Well, it looks like he's leaning forward a little bit. He's got that that lead foot kind of planted because he wants to throw fire. Yeah. Oh, a nice counter. So what I think he's, he's doing is he's kind of loading up in his stance, waiting for Valdez to throw something, and then he'll hit, and then he's going to hit back hard with a counter. Yeah, and so and I also think with Lopez, I think the consistent output by uh, Oscar, I think he's timing some of his punches at this point too. Um, he's starting to figure out that it's not just straight output. I can time some of the jabs, and it's starting to pay off for him because his counters have been on point in that round. I didn't love Valdez in that round. I'm gonna give it to no. Lopez. <laughs> Absolutely. Lopez looked really good, comfortable in that round. Looked like he has never hadn't been hurt so far. So, man, this is a great fight, man. I did not expect this. So the story of that round, as you know, we were talking about Valdez turning up the volume, going after Lopez. That round, I don't know if he. 
is getting pensive or he just needed to take a round off because he was feeling a little tired. I'm not really sure, but he changed the level of his output significantly. Yeah, and he negated a lot of Valdez's output, which helped. And so, because even like with that replay, they show him with that counter, he didn't follow it up with another three punches, kind of walked away and kind of, you know, showed off. So, um, I don't, I'm not going to decry his tank, but I need to see, in a situation like that, you know, Valdez is not going to show boat. He's going to throw three or four more punches at you. So, uh, Andre Ward had it more or less the same as us. He's got a 57-56 for Lopez. Okay. Yeah, oof, good uh, combo by Lopez. Andre Ward seems to go for the underdog a lot in fights. But Lopez really does. I don't, I can't fault Andre Ward for his card at this point. Lopez content to let Valdez come to him. Mm, yeah. Lopez is starting to lose, uses. He's naturally the bigger guy. He's starting to use it a little bit more. It's going to be very interesting to see how the judges are scoring these fights, man. This fight. Oh! Yep. <laughs> well, there goes that knockdown. Yeah, I was going to say, Valdez just canceled out that knockdown. Yep. And see, Valdez is not going to wait. He's going to pounce. Yeah. Lopez just kind of gave him the side of his head there as a big target, and he's continuing to yeah. do so. Valdez got to turn him over, turn over those hooks. This was a really man. They are giving us a good fight that I just did not. <laughs> I didn't see it going this long, man. I knew Lopez was game, but I just thought Valdez was going to come in and put more, um, you know, put punches together better in the beginning. Okay, Valdez smells blood in the water. He's not giving Lopez. He's breaking Lopez down. Lopez's yeah. legs are not totally under him at this point after that knockdown. Uh -huh. Valdez started to connect on everything, too. Ooh. See, this is where I feel Valdez's experience is taking over in the fight. Another overhand. Oh! Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, I don't feel good about that stoppage, Mark. <laughs> no. No. And you know what I was thinking when he knocked him down? I said, hey, watch for a weird stoppage of a main event. Of Hey, man, top rank diet, man. <laughs> Lopez looked at the ref like, what are you doing? Get off me. Yeah. I don't like the stoppage. Oscar was going to win, but I just I don't like that stoppage. Here, all right. So here's the thing: we don't know in the ref's defense. Okay, I'm going to put on my defense attorney hat. Okay. In the ref's defense, as you would in MMA, 
if you feel like the fighter is just taking damage and doesn't have an opportunity and really a chance of coming back or defending himself, you are obliged to stop the fight so that the fighter does not take unnecessary damage. It It's hard, and that's the difference between, you know, the refs and us is they have to make a they have to make a split second call in the ring. So he uh-huh. lets that fight keep going, which I probably would have. Mm-hmm. And maybe we get a more definitive knockdown. Right. Okay. But is that really fair to Lopez? I mean, if you can see into the future from your vantage point and you're thinking to yourself, the guy's going to get knocked down, he's going to get knocked out, so let me stop it now and save him from further damage. Well, then the rest kind of in the right. Right. Um, the problem is you don't know. You know, right. Pat Barry and Chet Congo went one way until it didn't. Right. <laughs> you know. Like, I just don't, I don't agree with the ref stopping a fight and the guys moving away from the ropes. Sure. And, you know and, what I mean? No, absolutely. But like, I've and seen I that happen. It. I understand. This has been a rough year for fights, you know? Mm-hmm. This has been a rough year, so I get it. But, in, you know, I just want to be fair to Lopez. He, you know, that's all. So let's let's watch the replay here. I mean, Valdez is just teeing off on him. Yeah. Uh, as you watch the replay, one, two. These are clean shots that are landing. These are not going bouncing off the glove or anything. Valdez mm-hmm. is going to hit him again. Boom. Three, four. I mean... The rule in MMA is intelligently defending yourself. He took four unanswered shots, unprotected. Yeah. And that's when the ref was like, all right, no more. Right. So, my, my, okay, so I agree with you. My whole, whenever that happens, I say, hey, if he was hitting Oscar Valdez that way, would he have stopped it? Probably not. Um, you know, <laughs> Brock Lesnar knocked out cold by. Um, I can't remember the fight. The fight he had before uh, Cain Velasquez literally knocked out Cole in the first round, uh, according to Brock Lesnar. The, but the ref let it go, and Brock eventually woke up and got out of the first round. Wow! Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Brock was champion and Brock was money, mm-hmm. but. You know, maybe the ref was smoking opium at the time. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard. We have yeah, to, I get it. It's tough. You know, and, and not not to put too fine a point on it, but where we have the advantage of watching this on television from our respective living rooms, he's right there in between them, and he's obligated to protect the fighters. Right. Look, right. I've seen some shit ass stoppages, and I'll call them shit ass when they are. <laughs> I get why you're like, eh, too soon. Yeah, this this was not horrible. Yeah, you're you know? right. I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Yeah. I'm not going to... I haven't seen what, you know, if Twitter's, you know, ready to burn down the Cosmopolitan or not. But, right, right. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and say, it's fine. Right. And, and for Lopez, I, I want to see him again. It's not any shame losing to Oscar Valdez. You know what I mean? So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disappointed. I'm. I'm. I'm for Lopez because I feel he probably feels. But you know, I'm not the referee standpoint. I, hey, I don't blame him at all. This has been 
a rough year. These refs have been told, like, hey, protect these fighters. Yeah. So, Dude, I'm a guy on the Usyk card, a guy died. Yes. Patrick Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, too many people have been killed or maimed this year in the ring. And it's just, it's, yeah, so whatever it takes. Yeah, we don't like it in the moment. But in the end, you, you both these guys are going home to their families. I mean, it's not like that, you know, look, my last word on this. They let the sheriff fight go go to the end. That guy's right. face looked like he'd gone through, you know, the windshield. Exactly. Yeah. But he was defending himself. He was mm-hmm. moving. He was clearly winning rounds because he won the fight. I haven't seen too many people really, really upset about that one. So, no. yeah, it is what it is. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, this was fun. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was a real. Those were two really fun fights. First one that we've done together, where well, we've only done two, and this is number two. But <laughs> this is the first time we normally just do the main events. But this time, mm-hmm. I really wanted to talk about the Frampton fight, so uh, I was happy that you obliged me. And uh, the next one will be on December thirteenth. We'll be doing Ortiz Junior versus Solomon on DAZN. Uh That's probably going to be it for December. December is kind of a crushed. Uh, month a lot going on and there's you know holidays and whatnot but January we're going to try to get a few more in we've got some cards on the 11th we're going to look at plus some MMA we've got some pro wrestling so there's always something happening here on the Rattle and Broadcasting Network but enough about me let's talk about you what do you got going on um, just the same old still doing uh, work for hoopsandbrews.com backslash boxing um, and you can find us on Twitter at Boxing and Brews um, and at Insecurity God. Man, just more boxing, more sports, keeping up with everything, giving up to date news, making videos, doing multimedia, anything and everything for boxing, man. All right. Uh, thank you for joining me on this podcast, John. And I want to thank everybody else for listening. This has been our coverage of Valdez versus. Lopez and Frampton comes alive versus McCreary. Be well, be safe, and behave.